Good evening and welcome to Success in the City. My name is Helen Webster and I am with the lovely Sandra Scott and our inspirational guest today is the wonderful Sheila Ben. Yes, amazing. Thank you, Sheila, for joining us tonight. I'm a little bit delighted. So we've wanted you to come on for ages and um, having the right time because you're such a busy lady as well. Um, and I put, um, I always put a little thing about who's coming on, you know, and um, I was thinking, oh, you know, she's inspirational. She's amazing and things like that. But the word that popped into my head about you, Sheila, is determined. So I put the determined, oh, no, not determined, dedicated, dedicated above. Yeah. I put the de the dedicated Sheila Byrne. So I'm going to call you the dedicated Sheila Byrne tonight. Well, I am determined. You are determined <laughs> as well, yes. And, and, and your inspiration and all the others as well. But, yeah. Um, yeah. And we'll find out loads more about you as we go along, okay, for, so for those who don't know you already. Um, so first, we do a shout-out to the kids, okay? So any little people who've been amazing this week, have they won something or have they done something? And I know there's lots of little people in your life, Sheila. So have yeah. any of your little people done anything amazing that we can just give them a little shout-out? Hey, many of my little people. Actually, yeah. So one of our little girls attends Hope Street Sessions um, with her aunt. And last night, um, her auntie came with a little gift to say thank you for including her in the sessions all year. Um, and her name's Summer. Um, also, there's another little girl who attends all our sessions and her name's Kendall, and she calls it Kendall's Hope Street. So, oh. quite sweet. So, you know, they're just amazing little little girls because they are, they're around people who are afflicted with mental health conditions, oh. yet belong and support, and it's just lovely. So it's breaking that stigma around mental health at the same time. Yeah, and it's lovely for all the other adults to see. When, when you see a little person, you can't help but smile. Kind of oh yeah, things that they come out with and stuff. So that's cool. San, any little people? Um, just that uh, I know an hour for others. Had the kids doing carols, singing, and that in this in um, the Cotton Exchange, and it looked lovely. I didn't get down to see there this year, but they put it online, and it was just lovely. But I said, I put I can't watch the kids sing carols because no, it's tearful. You know when you see kids singing carols mm. and that. But um, that's it for this week for me. So yeah, and I'm the same. I get that. Um, so. Scarlet is what so I want to shout out to our lovely little wackerball gang who um I'm just gonna say good evening to Gertie Robinson. Okay, so I miss you. Okay, so um shout out to the kids. Um so Scarlet and the Wackerball team so have all been in today and they've had the Christmas party and they all came in little Christmas jumpers, which was dead cute. And it was really funny. So last week I was like, What food do you like? Because um we have you know, they have particular foods. So it was pepperoni pizza, normal pizza, chicken nuggets, Greg's sausage rolls, um, pigs in blanket I had to get. And um, what was the other thing I had to get? Oh, and chocolate cake. Anyway, I went over to Iceland because they told me to go to Iceland and buy these particular brands because they're the ones that they eat. And I was like, right, goes over. So I thought, well, there's a chocolate cake. And it took four hours to defrost. So I was like, oh, what am I going to do? So I thought, I can't buy that. So anyway, they had this ice cream cake. So I thought, well, I'll buy that. So I went in and then I was thinking, oh, my days, I've got the wrong type of food. And, you know, if they don't like this particular food. Anyway, one of our young, so he's 14 and he normally comes, our, our session's an hour. And he normally comes for about 35, 
40 minutes and then he goes i've had enough and he goes home and, and that's cool didn't want to go home tonight stayed for all of it was made up had two pieces of the ice cream cake and it was him who wanted the chocolate cake and i said oh i'm dead sorry mate and he went i've loved it and he joined in and he joined in all the party games and games and things that we played so i was absolutely delighted and his nan was made Aww. up so big shout out to tom um, and the massive shout out to scarlet so I say to her, what amazing things have you done this week? You know, so I can um, give you a shout out on the radio. <laughs> so she says, um, I said, hurry up, move. I said, I've got to go on the radio. So she goes, you haven't asked me what my amazing thing is. I said, oh, what's your amazing oh. thing this week? <laughs> so she says, um, I'll let Holly play hide and see because she really wanted to. So there you go. So shout out to yeah, Scarlett for letting Holly play hide and see. <laughs> small wins isn't it you know there you go. Yeah. so what success have you had personally this week sam well hmm. oh i've got a couple of successes actually to be honest with you i've had a bit of a trauma today with the me car repair thing which wasn't a success at all but they did say he couldn't get me a car you know got a higher car with me insurance so I've had a hire car, which was sent back yesterday. Went in the car today. Half the work hasn't been done by the repair people. I'm turning my hair out. And I thought, oh, God, I can't drive the car. And so um, they've said, oh, we can't do this. We can't do that. Anyway, look, I said, I really need a vehicle for my job, et cetera, et cetera. So they said, now they've found one. Oh, miraculously. <laughs> Under the tree. After they said there was no, I like, wasn't one to be had. <laughs> for some time till after Christmas so I'm um, thank God for that so I'll feel better when I've got it but I just feel a bit relieved really so and the car's going away again and hopefully they're going to fix what they said they do which is good and my son went to help me mum get the, all the stuff down from the loft today and turned up with a whole tin of gluten-free <gasps> I've opened the tin to show you is there anything left yeah, I can't turn them all, they'll fall over the laptop. Did your mum make them? Yeah, she makes she's them all. Boxes, isn't she? she makes everything, and she's done a tin for our row with normal biscuits in, and a tin of gluten-free ones, and she does the same with minces, and she does the same with the Christmas cake, which no one eats. Okay. Well I don't because it's been going on for 20 odd years. <laughs> well done to your mum. Yeah, and Sheila, what amazing thing has happened to you this week, personally? Oh, wow. Um, it's all been going on this week. So on Monday, we submitted our bid to win a contract with um, Lancashire Care Foundation Trust. Fingers um, round all this sound, she. Yeah. Um, that was the first thing that happened this week. Um, I received an introduction to West Lancs Council Borough. Um, so we're working alongside West Lancs Council now with Brilliant. our services. I've received some funding from them um, to apply for. Um, so they're directing me in terms of which funding to Brilliant. go for. So I've had about two pots of funding from them to apply for. Nice. So big shout out to West Lancs. Yeah. And then I've also had news that we've got our property in oh. Red ready to open the premises um, so it's going to be hope street peer support community cafe which oh, is a hub where all our services will be available to people across the northwest Amazing. so um, we're going to find out about that later 
we're going yeah. to go into more into detail about that. What's yeah. happened to just you? Just like, have you had your air blown? Have you bought all oh your Christmas God. shopping? Gosh. Um, do you know what? What's happened to me? I've had a day sitting on the sofa. Okay. Well done, love. Um, do you know what? I could have gone round and done the Hope Street coffee afternoon, but I decided that today I just needed some time for me. Brilliant. And I took that time for me. Well done, you. So that's a big win. That's a massive win. It's a massive win. Brilliant. And it's a massive win that you've got the people who can carry on without you doing the all the other activities and things, which is brilliant, which you'll come to again at the end. Um, so my massive success for this week was I went to see Dream Girls last night. Ah. Wow. Wow. Just unbelievable. The girl who played it, it, it voice was just unbelievable and because people haven't been in the theater for a long time and it was stop start it was the first night of the show last night um, and it should have been coming and going and stuff like that and um she belts it out and the hairs on the back of my neck went all like oh. that i went all gooseys in my arms i got dead emotional um and everyone was like got up on their feet and were like just clapping and the atmosphere oh, was just amazing so massive uh shout out to everyone in uh, the dream girls cast because they were just unbelievable yeah, um, yeah. so dom says what about your afternoon walk was that not a success she yeah yeah it was it was lovely um like we both set out for a nice walk to have some quality time together and blew the cobwebs off. Yeah, um, yeah it started off with Dom receiving a call with regards to his business. <laughs> cool. Um, and then I thought, well, whilst he's on the call, I'll ring my mum and check in on mum and dad because um, dad's got um, Louis bodies, which is from Parkinson's. Oh, yeah. And ended up being about a 20 minute conversation. So the pair of us spent best parts of the walk. Oh, yeah. um, walk on your phone. <laughs> yeah, on our phones. <laughs> Which wasn't oh. wasn't the idea. Wasn't the plan. Wasn't the plan. Yeah. Okay. So we've had good weeks this week then. Okay. So we're going to play this or that. Okay. So Sheila, I'm going to ask you and Sandra. Sandra's going to ask you or I, you, you and me. Okay. Um, do we prefer this or do we prefer that? Okay. So, Sam, do you want to go first or do you want me to go well, first? I'll go second today. Are you going to go second today? Okay. All right. I'm going to go first. Okay. Sheila, tent or caravan? Tent. Tent? <laughs> yes. Sandra, neither. Five star hotel. No, no, caravans are cool. I like caravans because they've got a shower and a toilet. Mm. Now a, a caravan, a nice caravan on the in the south of France, where they have them in pine woods, and you can just walk <laughs> down to the beach or on or be a rich on yeah. the coast, the west yeah. coast. Rather, sorry. <laughs> um, I probably go tent as well. I probably go tent. I go with Sheila and go tent. Yeah, yeah, camping. Go on, um, San. Proper bed as well. You can all sorts of mod cons now in tent. You know, I have an airbed. Princess, yeah, 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 yeah Princess. we have as well. Yeah, yeah. Go on, son. Oh, yeah. Okay, then. Um, Sheila, boots or flat shoes? Boots. I'm boots too. What sort of boots? 
Um, I slept in knee boots, proper long boots. Oh yeah, it was a long time. So if I was wearing a pair of jeans, do you mean, and I was going out, would I wear a pair of flats or would I wear a pair of boots? No, I just mean overall in life, boots or flat uh, shoes. Um, yeah, probably boots, probably boots. And Trisha Moorcroft says defo caravan for her as well. Oh yes, she's like me. She like yeah, she's exactly like me. Respect. Yeah, yeah. She likes everything. Um, just right. <laughs> okay, Sheila, running or yoga? Running. San? <laughs> yoga. Let me tell you. Because you run muscles. like Phoebe. <laughs> yeah, because I run like Phoebe, friends. Some of my muscles were a little sore today after going to my exercise. I thought, what's up with me? And I thought, oh, exercise with Helen yesterday morning at half six. I can't come tomorrow, Helen, because I'll be getting the bus to work. And I will get in for now and if I do that first. Well done. Um, you've gone a bit you've gone a bit like funny, your internet's gone a bit funny. Mine has. Okay. Yeah. You've just gone a bit I'm like funny. So you might have to go to the lounge. Okay. Um, and running for me, Sheila. I'm the same as you running. Yeah, yeah. I do like a bit of yoga, but um definitely running for me. Definitely running for me. I like yeah. to feel like I've had a, a good workout and a good sweat. Yeah. That's all right. And um, what about That's you, San? What's your next one? Um continental quilt or sheet blankets and beds. Random. Continental quilt. Me too. I think that's uh, dead tricky because I think, I mean, for me, for, on my bed and ease of making it than a quilt, mm. but I think there's nothing nicer than when you get in and you're like tucked in a sheet. You're like when you stay in hospital and they, and they make your bed properly and you get in a sheet, then I love it. Okay. But but, but in the house, yeah, quilt because it's much easier to just throw over, isn't it? My next one's blue, by the way. Okay, my last, my last one. Okay, Sheila, reading or podcasts? Mm. Do you know, a while ago, I would have definitely gone for reading. However, now, because I don't get the time, it's more about podcasts because and audiobooks. Yeah. Because I can do that whilst I'm on the go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. love reading. I much prefer to read a book, but I do listen to audiobooks a lot more and podcasts because, as you say, it's a time thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I love the luxury reading a book. What about <laughs> your health? Excuse me. I was having a sneeze. Um, reading for me 100% because I don't take the words in. Although yeah. I got the train to work because I'd left the car on Saturday night. So I got the train on Monday morning. I got the six yeah. o'clock train. And I listened to um, a podcast on my way in and loved it. Did you? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so those think... three good ones around. Um, we had a guest speaker who's got a good um, um, podcast house at the moment. Um, Paul Cope, inspirational, transformational coach. Yeah. 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 I think there's loads of floating about it and then lots of people are bringing them out and stuff. And um, Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Go on, San, last one. Okay, miniature horse 
or fox pan fox red fox panda. Do <laughs> you know what they are? Yeah, red fox panda hands down. Wow. Excuse me, I'm gonna have to go and get a tissue. Red okay. fox panda hand down for me, yeah, yeah. But I need to go get tissues in my yeah, nose. Me too. Do you know what they are, Sheila? They're the most gorgeous animals going. Do you not know what they are? No. Okay. Or should I Google it? I'm gonna send you, yeah. Well, if you Google it, we'll lose you forever. Hang on a minute, because that happens on here. I'm going to well, if I send you a picture to your phone, you can have a look at it. Red fox panda. Guess what I'm doing, Helen? I'm looking for things ever now, and I'm sending. Good ear, I've I left me ears in. All right, okay, that's clever. It's good job so you weren't talking about me, isn't it? I'm sending it. To <laughs> we're on we're on Facebook. Hell, it'd be a bit bad. <laughs> Red fox panda. I can't wait to see a uh, dream girls now. You know, I'm. Oh, San, you'll absolutely love it. Honestly, it's unbelievable. Right. Okay, can anyone see that? Oh wow. Right do, you know, do you know what that looks like? It looks like my daughter's dog, which is a Pomeranian. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. The Pomeranian does look a bit like one because I've seen them. The it's the cutest animal at Chester Zoo, honest to God. I just adore them. But then, hang on a minute. Let me just dead quick get a miniature horse on. You know, well, the miniature, miniature horses are like dead cute as well, aren't they? But we need to hurry up because we need to find out about you. Hang on a minute. Just let me get a miniature donkey dead quick. Well, do you know how people do corporate gifts? Hell, I live in hope that someone gets my not miniature donkeys. There's one that's someone. If someone gave me a miniature donkey or a bit, I'd be made up. I've asked for We're one. We're just saying to everybody, okay? Anyone listening? If I tell everyone, one will appear. When we've got our premises, Sam, and we've got a big open space. We'll have them running around. Miniature, and I'll be like, who got these animals? They need mucking out every day. Whose idea is this? Okay, never mind, Sheila. You can see the tone of the show now. Okay, so <laughs> Sheila is our guest today. Sheila has Hope Street. Um, and do you want to introduce a little bit more or do we just throw it over to Sheila to just go with the flow and talk about it? Well, I'd like to say a few words about Sheila, which may come as a surprise to you. So... Uh, I know Sheila through Dom, your husband, who commented yeah. on it before. And um, I just think you've been on an amazing personal journey. You've achieved you. You've just been, I think you're an inspirational person because something you went through something and then what you did was you didn't let, in the end, you didn't let it beat you. You got through it. You acknowledged some of the issues from what happened to you. And now you just, all you've done is help other people. You know, you said, enough, there isn't support out there. I'm going to create this. This was a vision you had, and you just changed your life. But not only your life, everyone else's, didn't you? So I don't know how much we do want to share about your journey. That's entirely up to you. But I think our viewers and listeners would love to hear about it because it's very inspirational. Yeah, so in 2016, well, it started back in 2015, really, um, I was going through a few issues at work. Um, so I was being bullied in the workplace, which lasted about 10 months. And I took out an informal grievance with the workplace um, through HR because I was advised to by the manager. Mm -hmm. And because I did that, she basically started to make, th make my life hell. And 
um, I was on I was on a zero hours contract in the afternoon, but a part time contract in the morning. So what she did is she took all my working hours off me, uh, which affected my livelihood. So we only had a, a portion of the pay coming in to the house, and I had quite a few things going out of my bank account where I relied on that money. So mm-hmm. it affected my livelihood. Um, but then not only did it affect my livelihood, it started to affect me going into work. So I used to be frightened going into work. And I'd go in into work crying every day. I'd go into the toilets whilst I was in work and cry. Um, and I was working in a prison environment. So it was really hard trying to put this um, mask on every day going into work that everything was all right when I was dealing with the men. Um because you can't be deemed as being weak and vulnerable when you're dealing with hard knock prisoners. So I had to put this face on every day and work. But then eventually in, in January 2016, I just broke. I couldn't take any more. Um, and I was taken into the office to be um, sanctioned once again. And basically victimised. Um, and that was when I just I had the nervous breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember leaving work that day. I don't remember driving home. Um, and I'm lucky to have got home in one piece. I yeah. could have crashed the car or anything. Yeah. The yeah. Was in. yeah. And you know, she however, went... when I did get home, I was in the security of my own home, but I couldn't speak. And Dom took me. So he tried to get me an appointment at the doctors, he couldn't, so he took me down to the walk-in. Um, and when I was assessed, my heart rate had tripled. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it was a weekend, they couldn't um, they couldn't do anything for me. All they could do was give me diazepam to calm me over the weekend oh, until wow. the doctor's appointment. So by the time Monday came, I was completely out of it. Um, ended up... Go- getting to the doctors and being prescribed an antidepressant called sertraline and being signed off work for four weeks. Now, when I left the workplace that day, um, she said, I'll, the, the manager said, I'll ring you later to see if you're okay, Sheila. Um, and I said, don't bother. That um, That's the sanction of my home and that's my safe haven. So yeah. what did she do? She did no more than ring my home. Mm-hmm. So that sent me into complete turmoil and panic. And I didn't leave the house for months after that. Yeah. I didn't answer the phone. I wouldn't step outside the door. I wouldn't see anyone. And mm-hmm. um, Dom's mum would come and drop parcels off and leave oh. them on the doorstep because I wouldn't let anyone in the house. At this time, I was barely able to walk a, a few meters without Don's help. I became incontinent, so every time I tried to leave the house, I would lose control of my uh, my functioning. Um, I was relying on Don to bathe me and relying on him to do me hair, which, by the way, was absolutely shocking. Uh, <laughs> eventually I let my mum come to see me and right so my mum said I look like a drug addict and when she came to 
Amy. And Sheila, was that due to the medication that they'd given you, or was it a mixture of both? The way the medication made me zonked, yeah. but the way I couldn't walk and everything, my body had shut down. Right. Okay. Um, because I, my body couldn't take anymore. Mm -hmm. So it completely shut down. So when I say my body couldn't take anymore, that one incident was the, not one incident, but, you know, that whole time bullying um, was the straw that broke the camel's back because I'd been through that much trauma in my life that mm. I just, my body couldn't take anymore. My body shut down. So you've heard of ACEs adverse childhood experiences yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so basically i've been through pretty much every one of those aces and yeah. you know sheila it's um we've had other people who've been on an amazing journey who are really inspirational because angela preston's been on our show she had a terrible time didn't she work, yeah. that was through work exactly the same like a bullying situation you know and there's a lot of people who are successful who do things to help and empower others who've had a horrendous experience. So I think it's fantastic. I really, really do. And so from you got from where you want to setting up a charity and everything, didn't you? Yeah. Well, actually, I, I wasn't the person who had the idea. It was Dom. Yeah. He's the one who had so the idea. Just so we can clarify, Dom is Dom is Sheila's husband, Dominic. So Sandra and I both know Dom and we know Sheila and, and, and Dom is an amazing human being. Um yeah. and um so when we're talking about Dom, we're talking about Dom, um Sheila's husband, just if anyone was wondering what yeah. who Dom was and stuff like that. Yeah. Sorry, she go on. Sorry, Sheila. So so you were poorly and everything after the medication and your body shut down. And then how did you get back on your feet? Um, do you know what? It took me about a year before I went back to university because I was in the middle of studying right? Um, my PGC at that yeah. time. And basically, I couldn't continue with the studying because they'd taken all my um, teaching hours off me. So yeah. they prevented me from continuing with my study. Um, mm. Plus, I wasn't well enough. Yeah. So I had to stop. Um, I had to put my qualification on hold for a year. Last yeah. did some type of recovery. Then I started going back to university and continuing with my studies. And it was just like you know plodding on, but having no trust. Yeah. yeah. Um, going to uni, having medications, medication changes the whole time, and. My, my body was just all over the place and I just couldn't function properly on my studies. So I had to take more time out. So it took me longer to study than it should have done, really. Um, and I'm trying to think now. So during, uh, during that time, I just encountered so many other difficulties. But eventually the university found me a placement within the college where I was doing my studies, which was Hubert College. And I was put into a department, so I'm working in the special needs department, um, Skills for Life. And I absolutely thrived. I loved it. And it made me realise that the issue wasn't around me. It was around the environment I lived in and people who were around me. So I had to do something about that. So I kind of just shut everyone out and only had 
the people who were there for me when I was ill in my life. And that's the way, I, the first way I dealt with it. Then alongside my studies, I decided that I was going, well, Dom was going to John Haynes Coaching, International yeah. Coaching Academy. And I didn't want to be in the house on my own. So I was like, well, I'm going to have to come with you then, aren't I? So I ended up going and being in tears the whole time. Yeah. But um, after the after a couple of a couple of weeks of going, I started to get into the groove of it. Um, I started to actually believe in myself again, and started to um, present in front of a group. And I was like, "Oh my God, I'm actually doing this! I can't believe it!" Yeah, but I was around people who were like myself. And, and who wanted you to do well. Wanted, they, they encouraged you. We all encouraged each other. And it was lovely. To, and that's when I started to trust people again. When I was in that environment. When um, you were, sorry, she, you know, when you, when, when you were taking your medication and, and you weren't well and you weren't leaving the house or anything like that, was there any support there um, for you, um, like, you know, with, with groups and therapy and stuff like that? Or was or did was it just medicate, we'll just medicate it and we'll leave it? Or did they look after you in, in, in any other way? Were there any other services prescribed to you? Um, I was put on a waiting list um, for CMHT, so Community Mental Health Team. Um, however, um, when I went there, they said, well, we're going to try this counselling with you. And I said, well, to be fair, I've tried counselling before and it hasn't worked. So they went, no, this is person-centred counselling. You've got to give it a try. So I said, okay, then. It must be something. It must be different to what yeah. counselling I've had before, person-centred. They're going to talk to me and I'm going to talk to them. We're going to have a two-way conversation. But it transpired that it was a waste of time. Um, it just made me more exhausted because I was sitting there talking, but they weren't giving me anything back, no yeah. strategies. So there was that. So then I finished that and I had to go back on a waiting list. Um, and then my paperwork got lost. Oh. So 12 months without any more support um, because the paperwork got lost. And during this time, I my medication was getting messed around with, and I was put on a medication called metazapine, which I set, I have um, a, a bad relationship with food. Um, I've always um, struggled with eating um, and a form of anorexia. Yeah. So um, body dysmorphia and everything. So I said, well, see this medication you're putting me on, is it going to put weight on me? Because if it puts weight on me, that's going to make my mental health worse. Yeah. No, no, no. Not going to put weight on you. Lo and behold, two and a half stone later. Um, so my mental health declined. I ended up um, in 2017, I think it was, um, trying to um, throw myself off a bridge. Um, Dom actually, I took myself out in the middle of the night. Dom actually followed me and I I didn't know I thought he was asleep and I could sneak out and just get it over with he followed me and then I tried to throw when he stopped me I tried to throw myself in front of a um, Warburton's wagon and when he stopped me from doing that apparently I tried to throw myself in front of an SUV and yeah. um, 
but I was intent on doing something that night because I was existing, not living. Yeah. And I was getting no support whatsoever. And then I had all this weight on me, which was the worst thing that could have happened. Wow. Um, and in terms of services, I couldn't access I couldn't access any services because Don was working and the only services were daytime services. Yeah. There was nothing for anybody around mm. in an of a night time. So and was this was this one of the reasons? So when you you know you were saying about Dom, um, it was Dom's idea to sort of um, you know start hosting things because yes. you've lived it, um, and you know Dom Dom's lived it with you and, and supported you in, in everything that you've done. So you're coming from a two a two way a pronged attack sort of thing. So you're coming from you've lived it and and you can experience and sort of can empathise with the people and I. But then you've got Dom who's lived with it, so he's there for family members and, and and other people who've lived in it and to sort of explain to other people as well you know the you know it, it, it is the person with the mental health you know that, that struggles but also when you're looking after somebody um because you just want you just want to care for them because you love them don't you, you know and, and you want to yeah. do the best for them so so the services that you provide so i'm just mindful of time that we i just want to because hope street does, does so so much i want to yeah. like sort of like say well this is this is how Hope Street started and and, and the amazing journey that Hope Street's taken. Yeah, so basically Dom came up with the idea that we're going to open this support group because there's nothing in affluent areas. So that's how Hope Street came about. But Dom said, I need your support in finding the premises. And um, so we found we went around and viewed a few premises, and I said it has to, can't be too big and it can't be clinical. Yeah. So there was so many criteria that I wanted to look at and we found the ideal premises um, and we pretty much we were working with a company called Community Restart which no longer exists um, because I received a little bit of support off them to go to exercise classes to try and lose the weight it put on um, so we worked with them to, and they gave us £250 to pay for the first three months rent um, and then after that Dom continued to pay the rent out of his wages wow. um, so isn't he? Isn't he? Yeah. just to make sure that nobody in the community went through what we went through so the services when they were when they began were supposed to be guest speakers once a week yeah um, and it was supposed to be for people caring for someone with a mental health condition and yeah. the person suffering well it transpired that a lot of people who were caring for the people with a mental health condition come along and then because the person's receiving the support they no longer want the carer to come along so they come independently and they blossom so you'll find that what happens is the carers come along and it's only a matter of weeks and they don't come anymore because the people want to come on their own and be independent be which is amazing yeah you know just develop independence yeah um so you know we and um, we do that so that's how we started off but then bit by bit we were like oh, i was going i want to bring a bit more in i want to bring you know this that and the other end so it ended up that i said i'm writing an emotional intelligence course um because that's one of the things that helped me out of the dark place so i wrote an emotional intelligence course and ran it for the group and what happened was people were starting to improve 
their mental health was starting to improve by learning about themselves. So I, I, I've run that course several times now and the results at Tavern is amazing. The people are actually making progress by becoming more emotionally intelligent because there's a correlation between low EQ, EQ is emotional intelligence, yeah. and mental health conditions <coughs> um, alongside Maslow's hierarchy of needs where if the needs aren't met in childhood, and the basic needs, then they're going to be affected with outcomes, yeah. which are the aces for the rest of their lives. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be that way because you can yeah. change your destiny, Absolutely. just like yeah. I have. Yeah. So, and, and you went to um, you, you went on the SSE program, didn't you, to so the School of Social yeah. Entrepreneurs? So I, I I've been on the program, and then um, I said to Dom, I said you really need to get Hope Street because yeah. um, again, we were talking about like-minded people before. Mm -hmm. It's People in a room who, who, who are doing all these wonderful, amazing things and wacky ideas yeah. and stuff in the communities and um, helping each other. And um, I know that you applied um, to the SSE and you were successful and you got on the programme. So what, what did you take to the programme? So what did I take from the programme? Now, what did you take to it? What, what no. idea did you pitch? Did you take did you take your emotional so, intelligence or did you take your Hope Street and, or, and so, did they help you develop onto? Well, Hope Street... Um, to SSE yeah. and developed it from there and by this time I was already bringing holistic therapies in and doing the emotional intelligence so it was a case of what I took there was how what I wanted to do in terms of the business wanted to support people to recover from mental health and people their carers as well yeah. um, <laughs> but from a lived experience perspective what I didn't know was going to come along was a social prescribing model where lived experience and person-centered care was going to be at the forefront. And that has helped me to develop the services even further. So now what we're doing, we do everything that the community asks for. So, so for, Sorry, she just for, for social prescribing um, is basically... Mm -hmm. um, so if you go to the doctors, for instance, and you wanted to lose weight, a bit like what Sheila was saying before, rather yeah. than giving medical uh, or, or medicine, um, they, might, they might give you the gym pass. Or if you're mm -hmm. feeling, you know, if you're struggling with your mental health and they might say, well, you know, exercise and being out and about is, is an amazing thing. So instead of us giving you an antidepressant, we'll give you the gym pass. So they're trying to match people with services rather than go down the medication and leaving them route. They're trying to sort of bring in and, and social prescribing for me is just one of the greatest things that's ever been invented and one of the most simplest things because there's so many people out there offering all these wonderful services. So how did you, how did you get on with your social prescribing thing then? So we were put on the social prescribing platform in 2019 and that's where we received some of our referrals. We've had meetings with our GP um, and the practice manager and they are fully behind what we do. So now what now what I've done is gone to the next step um, where I've applied for a contract with the L LCFT, Lancashire Foundation Healthcare Trust, um, basically to provide our services in a hub and it will be hybrid, virtual and face-to-face. -face. Um, and that's where we come to next because I thought, well, I'm not going to wait for the money off the contract because it may never come. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take the bull by the horns and I'm going to open the hub. 
So oh. I've got, um, I've secured the premises, which but is. Haven't you been doing a bit of fundraising, just like oh, we've been doing just done... yeah, 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 fundraising. Yeah. So we sell our hoodies, um, which are the Hope Street hoodies. Yeah, yeah, wherever it is there. Beautifully modelled. Um, so we sell our hoodies. Um, we had um, a do the other week where we had loads of prizes donated from local businesses. There's a Christmas tree in the green room in Ormskirk where you can have your photograph taken um, oh. for a fee and the donations go to Hope Street. Um, we've been do- we did a carol concert at the weekend where all the children were involved in, in, the lo- in a church in Halsall. Um, who want us to go back because they loved it that much. Um, but it's not like the traditional carols we sing. We it's more upbeat and positive carols, you know, really upbeat songs. Yeah. Um, we're going. We're doing another service in the Stanley in Bersco, um next week. Um, there's just so much going on. We're singing around the Christmas tree and around Ormskirk as well. Yeah. Um, on the 23rd, I've had flyers made with the QR code to coincide with COVID. Yeah. Um, but, like, COVID has really brought mental health to the forefront. Oh, you know, so, yeah. having, having this hub is going to make a massive difference yeah. because we're going to be able to provide our services every day and when people are at the most vulnerable. So we're going to close that gap that's there. So there's a gap in services because... Mental health only happens from nine till five, doesn't it? Yeah, on a Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we all know that people with health, um, mental health conditions often self-medicate. Yeah. So when the drinking is going to be the time where they become like Superman and that's when they will attempt to take their own life. Mm. So that's what I found was happening. And there's often a pattern to this. If things are going to happen, it's generally that time when there's no services available. And it is just, it is a cry for help. Most of the time, people don't want to diet because they see no other way out. I saw no other way out because I was lying in bed every single day, just not wanting to live because I have no quality of life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I think having having your story from you know such you know such such a, such a really bad experience, you were a happy go lucky sort of person. You know something happened in work, which you know, um, and then the, and the, the the knock on effect of that happening in work to everything else that's gone on, to then being um, in the deepest downest place, to then becoming you know um, who you who you were, you know when when you started. So. I, when, when when you and Dom started Hope Street, you know, I was like, it's an amazing idea. And and and, and I'm looking at from when you started Hope Street to where you are now. Yeah, you've gone up probably great. probably another six or seven levels. You've gone even higher in, in, in the yeah. way you are and, and the way you're you know projecting yourself and 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 um and I, and that's because you're happy and and, and yes. you know what you're doing is making such a massive difference to, to so many people, isn't it? No, in in the beginning when we started, I was the wallflower. I'm I'm like the Pied Piper now, with um <laughs> with the group. If I don't go to things, people are like they don't go, so I don't tell yeah. them when I'm going on holiday because yeah. otherwise people won't attend the session. So I have to I have to say nothing. Um, I mean, it's lovely, it's flattering, but you know, I can't be mm-hmm. there twenty four hours. And again, like you said before, it was great to just lie on the couch and 
you know do nothing yeah. because you've got to still have your own self-care and and a lot that happens doesn't it you know when you're helping so many people you you, you forget about your own self-care but christine penman's listening in and she says as you know this topic is very close to my heart um She'll happily offer raffle prizes to you, Sheila. Um, oh, wow. Fletcher's, um, and she said, you're brilliant, Sheila. What a true inspiration. Yeah. So Christine um, has got Fletcher's um, in um, Waterloo. And Christine's been a guest. Saturday, I'm really which we're going on Saturday, yeah, yeah. And she's, um, you know, she, she she always gives prizes out to people and stuff. And we, I went to see her yesterday and we were having a conversation about people's mental health and, you know, how, how things change. And if somebody's not happy then you know ch- change change something for them if you can um and we were just saying you know if, you, if you're going to work and you're not happy then get another yeah. job you know reevaluate yeah. and get another job you know one thing i'll add to that helen is i was very unhappy going into work but the type of person i am was i'm not gonna let them beat me but you know what in hindsight i should have walked away and if anybody said to me now you know, I'm being bullied in work, I'd say to them, walk away. Get out. Yeah. Get out of there. No job is worth it. Don't stay in a job if it's doing what it did to me. It's particularly in the education sector. Education sector. Terrible. Yeah. And and you know, you hear all types of all different things. And there'll be people on here who can give examples from other industries and things mm-hmm. as well. You know, I because that was my background. You do hear of it so much. And I always say to people, you know, go somewhere where you want it. Go somewhere. Yeah. And what you just said, and Helen and I were talking about this last week, people flourishing in the right environment. When you're in the right environment, or in your case, you've created an environment to support others, you're just flourishing and you've got so much to give. And I, you were talking about hindsight. When you have hindsight, you can see things with clarity. But when you're in that situation, you can't, can you? You know, and it's it's being able to and sometimes just help from others and i think you're offering help to other people now and when they see you they'll see you standing there successful giving talks etc and you can say well no actually i was in this situation and other people wouldn't believe it you know there is a way out you can improve your situation in life definitely do you know one of the big things i've um i've learned throughout my journey is accepting what i've been through that i can't change and not to dwell on it because if you dwell on it it makes you feel worse but the most important thing i would say is learn to love yourself for who you are because if you do not find that love within yourself and you criticize yourself all the time then it makes you ill yeah 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 because I think the other thing as well we were talking about was, um, you know, so Brian's listening in, um, Brian yeah. Quinn, um, our gorgeous Brian Quinn. Hi, and, Brian. Um, and he says, um, brilliantly inspirational work, Sheila and Dom. Um, and, and, you know, Brian sort of comes on and, and, and he works with with all our young, you know, he works with a lot of young people. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, TPM, I, I say it all the time, and TPM are phenomenal because of Brian Quinn. Because yeah. he... yeah. He, he has a vision and, and, you know, and he's been through things in his life and stuff like that. And I think when you've learned, when you've lived with something or you've, or something's happened to you, you want the best for everybody else. And I think you've got to realise is that you're not the only one who's going through it. There's other oh, yeah. people, because sometimes when you're a little bit sad or a little bit unhappy or, you know, if, if you really struggle, sometimes you think, oh, it's only me. 
And I think with you, Sheila, you know, when you, when people come into house streets, I think one of the one of the releases that you see is that everybody in there's got a story. So you haven't got to pretend to be somebody else and you haven't got to mask yeah. it and you haven't got to do so they can go in and say, Oh, you know what, I've had a nightmare of a day. And that's okay. It's okay to have a bad day yeah. and it's okay to feel sad. I think lots of people are like, you know, you've got to be happy all the time and you've got to be this and you've got to be that. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay one of the things I say is really important to take note of is if you are happy, you laugh. So happiness is an emotion, yeah? If you are angry, you'll have an outburst. If you are sad, another emotion, you will cry. It's a release. It's a form of release, like yeah. laughter. So do it. We're taught from an early age to shh, not to cry, Okay. There's nothing wrong with crying. We should be teaching our children to release their emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I used to put beaches on. Beaches, the film. I used to put the film oh, beaches, beaches on and just beaches, have a good beaches, cry. Beaches, yeah, yeah. Just, oh, yeah, totally. Incredible <laughs> <laughs> yeah. film. So for Hope Street then, um, what's the future for Hope Street? What's uh, what, what's what's going to be happening? And I know you were talking about premises, so... So um, the future for Hope Street is we, we do what the community asks for, okay? We don't do what we think the community wants. We ask the community what they want. So they asked for music, so we brought carousel in. So they do singing, dancing, um, play percussion instruments. They do that every week. We've right. got an LGBTQIA2 plus group beginning well, on the 10th of July. Um, and we're starting a group for menopausal um, symptoms as well because what people don't realise is menopause is a horrific time. It's a horrific stage in some people's lives. Yeah. Some people breeze through it. Some people end up with really severe mental health conditions yeah. when they're going through menopause. So it's about having a safe place for people to talk when they're going through it with like-minded people or for, with people who've been through it. So the other thing is um, dementia-friendly groups. So having my dad, who's got Parkinsonian dementia, it's important for me to have a place for them to go to, yeah. but not only for them to go to, to mix with other people because it doesn't just affect the person with dementia, it affects the whole family. Yeah. So I don't know whether you saw my post on Facebook last week about the journey with my dad with dementia and how it's impacted upon my mum. Well, it's impacting upon my mum on a daily basis. And people think dementia is just memory. It's not just memory. It's all the other, the body shutting down, yeah. the muscles not working any longer because the brain's not sending the message. So there's more to it than that. And I want a place where I can bring people who have dementia and their carers where they can have a nice time together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, and the carers become a support network for each other, don't they? And they yeah. become that listening and hearing for each other, don't they? And it becomes that, as you were saying before, the safe space to be able to go. And, um, and as well, friendships. You know, I always... So I, you know, with, with our little people, you know, our little neurodiverse people... Um, it's a sense of belonging. It's, it's somewhere where they can go and they can be themselves and, and they're accepted. And 
you know, some, some of the kids who we work with and they come in and, you know, they go, oh, they would never do that anywhere else. And I say, well, that's because they're happy, you know, they're cool, they're in a safe space. And they know that if, you know, they were to have a little meltdown or something like that, well, then that's okay. And then, you know, nothing's going to happen. It's just like, you know, um, the, as I said before about ACEs, adverse childhood experiences, my aim is to try and break that that um, circle of the event. The cycle, yeah, yeah. The cycle by putting something in place. So during parent um, during pregnancy, to break that cycle, there's also um, an, an increase on infant fatalities. So my aim is to do something there as well, put something in place for things going on to prevent that from happening because there's a even though Ormskirk's an affluent place there's still pockets of deprivation I've already I've already also started another business with um, a lady called Margaret Bell and Joanne King Joanne King Joanne Moffat um, and that's called positive thinking so basically that's an eating disorder but we're coming away from the negative language of eating disorders and calling it positive fresh thinking um, it's called. Um, so th- that's um, going to tackle the eating disorder. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And again, um, you know, it's a lived experience, isn't it? And lots yeah. of people think, you know, um, I, I know, you know, I, I know people who've had eating disorders in the past and, um, you know, they're, they're flourishing now and they're doing amazing. And, you know, they're, they're, again, they can be inspirations to, to people. And it's not just teenage girls who suffer with, you know, an no, eating disorder. No. It can, you know, it can... It can happen to anybody at any particular time. And I think, again, it's the education and awareness around people, isn't it? And I think places like Hope Street and, and you know, the other mm-hmm. business that you're going to be doing is um, educating and, and raising awareness of... Um... But we were talking... You go on um, a couple of retreats as well, don't you? Give us a, oh, give us a little yeah. quick thing about your retreat. Do you know what? They're amazing. We, um, we've had people come on the camping retreats when you said about what you like camping. That's why I, that, that, that's why I threw that in the tent or the caravan. <laughs> so I'm going to get you along on it, Sandra. So we go and we have people who play um, guitar and sit, we have um, we have quite a lot of talented people, I hope, Oh, that's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's certainly not me. It's not me. It's not me at all, Sheila. <laughs> So we have um, we all come together and we sing around the campfire. I know it sounds a bit geeky and a no, bit awesome. and stuff, but it's not like that at all. It's a good laugh, and everybody ends up joining us on the campsite. Brilliant. We walk along the river. We go out for meals. We go walking up tarns and swimming in waterfalls and swimming in the tarns, doing cold Amazing. water dipping, mm. meditation, yoga. The list is just endless. There was one guy who said, "I never thought I'd." Go to a restaurant again. Oh, he said, oh. He's a recovering addict. Mm. And he's like, I never thought I'd actually go to a restaurant again. And he was like, This is amazing what you've done for me, Sheila. And I'm just like, Do you know oh. what? You deserve it. Everyone and how beautiful is that? that? I mean, you, you can't put a price on that. You know, when people say, yeah. you know, like little wins. And you go, oh, you know, he said he could never go to restaurants again. And people go, oh, yeah, that's okay. But when you understand what that actually means for that guy to be able to go to a restaurant with his friends and not be left out and, you know, think to himself, I'm never going to be able to do that. And then he's achieved that. And if he can achieve going to a restaurant with his friends, what else can he achieve? Oh, he's doing this guy. So he'll just fly, won't he now? Well, he is doing. This guy came to us, um, used to be all over the place 
never used to talk to anyone. Now he's got a friendship group and he engages with every single activity. And we joke with him and we say to him, you'd come to the opening of an envelope, you. (laughs) (laughs) Because I I can tell you, he comes to everything, he engages in everything. We've actually got him... um, get we've got him sorted in terms of coming to a doctor closest to his home it, we've got his benefits sorted because he's been living on the bones of his backside yeah and it, the guy is flourishing so that's why maslow's hierarchy of needs is important if they haven't got the food in the cupboard then what's the point yeah. in working on the cognition yeah. you know you've got to get everything yeah, amazing, amazing. Well, we're slowly, quickly running out of time because I think we could talk yeah. about it for ages and ages yeah. and ages. And, and when your new services come on, um, we'll get you back on, Shane. We'll, we'll talk about yeah. all of them. Um, so, sales Home Street. So if anyone's been watching or listening, we'll put all that on the Facebook page where how you can access it, etc. Or if you want to help them out with anything as well. Definitely. Um, so shout out to the grown-ups. Any grown-ups that we're going to give a quick shout out to? Um, so, San, have you got any grown-ups you want to give a quick shout-out to? Well, someone who everyone knows, Speedo Mick. Oh, I know. <laughs> Finished Evertonian that he is. Finished his walk this week. He'd, a, a walk of gratitude and has been giving money out to charities all over the country. And He's then raised he, something like £2,500, hasn't it? No, wow. £250,000. Yeah, £250,000. Wow. He's just done a, a one human being walking around in a pair of speedos, literally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Liverpool uh, John Lennon Airport. Some, I won't, the credit will be to a lot of people, not just the one individual I used to work with who's gone there. They've, they've secured Lufthansa to the city, which is, is a major, major coup to have Lufthansa. Because it means you can fly from Liverpool anywhere in the world, but just go through Munich or Frankfurt. So I think that's fantastic. I've got loads today. Adam Rowe, comedian, who's on the live the Apollo tonight, lo- local guy from Liverpool, which is great. There's just been loads of people doing great stuff this week. Mali, yeah. we had on last week with his fabulous food bank. I could food go. Bank, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Loads Sheila, have you got any grown ups that you want to give a big shout out to? Yeah, um, a big shout out to my mum for the fantastic job she's doing with my dad. Big shout out to Dom for all the all the love and care that he gives, not only to me but to the community of Ormsgate. For everyone he meets, everyone he meets, he's like that. Um, big shout out to my team. So our mental health nurse Julie Parkinson. My accountant, Liam Thompson, <laughs> um, the the board of trustees, got the list as endless, Esme, Lucy, John McCormick, Norman Cunliffe, Bernie Cox, Joanne King, Moffat. Um, gosh, I don't think I've missed anyone else, have I? Oh, I'm, I Ian Gordon from the Green Rooms, who supports us no. in Ormskirk, and Matt Middleton from the cycling shop in Ormskirk. Who also supports us, the Edge of Ormskirk, who also supports us, the List is Endless, Civic Hall, who use the venue every week, and the local church, who's um, coming into collaboration with us as well. So we're all one big community. Brilliant. So big shout out to any grown ups who've supported Hope Street if we've missed it out. It's uh, just a little oversized, and we we love all the support that everybody gives. So, We've come to a close, um, and we're basically Sheila. We're gonna. It's it's just flown. It's gone so fast. Yes. Um, a positive challenge, Shay. Just just a quick little tiny thing that somebody can go out and do this week. Positive challenge, right? 
push yourself to do something every day, no matter how small it is, and praise yourself for the small wins. Yeah, brilliant. I like that. Okay. Yeah, praise yourself. We always say celebrate the wins, don't we, and shout yeah. it from the rooftops, you know, um, yeah. because you will be an inspiration for others. Um, okay. Do you have a daily mantra, Sheila, or, or a little mantra, or do Hope Street have a mantra that they live by that we can close the show with? So Hope Street's a holistic lived experience support group that prevent crisis, aid, suicide, aid recovery and sustain mental health and well-being. Brilliant. That's what we do. Amazing. Okay, so I think on that note, the, the, the thing that I, I went on a suicide first aid course and a mental health first aid course, and um, the biggest thing that I took away from it was um, look for the changes in behaviour. So if somebody's behaviour has changed, mm -hmm. ask them if they're all right. Yeah, and, and, and just be there for them. So thank you, Sheila, for coming on. It's been amazing. Time has flown massively. It's just yeah. gone so, so quick. Hope she's doing an amazing job. And we'll um, see, you know, we, we, we'll get you back on, I think, to, to find out everything else that's going on. San, thank you, as ever, for, for being as cool as ever. And uh, we'll see everybody next week. Oh, thank you so much, Sheila. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye.